but yeah, so he leaves Citigroup in 2011. He sets up his own company, Greensill, to kind of continue this uh, reverse factoring that we mentioned. Um, there's a bunch of different descriptions of uh, how he was supported by his family's assets and a handful of wealthy acquaintances. Um, the the um, quoting from the FN London piece, uh, the group's Australian parent company, Greensill Capital, was supported by more than uh, Australian 90 million in loans from a handful of wealthy board members, including Lex's former Morgan Stanley colleagues and David Solo, the former chief executive of GAM. Uh, and now GAM is, yeah, GAM is a Swiss investment company uh, that um, he kind of, uh, Really, his first success is through there, and he does this all based on personal connections where uh, David Solo, again, the former chief executive of it, uh, goes on to Greensill's board, and then David Solo has a longstanding relationship with Tim Haywood, is one of uh, GAM's most high-profile fund managers, and uh, because of this, Tim Haywood, I believe, as a fund manager at GAM, invests something like... 25 percent of all of his capital into green sill um, what is what, is this guy a wizard like how does he keep doing <laughs> I, like, I i talk because basically like uh, congratulations you guys have now all been inducted into um like a, a finance journalist uh sort of um almost like confraternity uh <laughs> or, or not a fraternity there are there are, all, there are also women no, in we're it. Being Whatever. You have been inducted into a finance journalist guild of people who just learn about, uh, keep learning about and talking about Greensill. Um, so, because like, I'm speaking to one of one of these one of these people right now, and we're just like trying to work out like what his pitch to GAM would have been, how he gets these people under his spell, all that stuff. Like, what what is it that he's actually doing? Because like. He, uh, what the GAM debacle, I'm very excited to talk about, by the way. I, I'm very, it's, it's one of the most interesting. After the GAM debacle, he still gets in bed with SoftBank, with, with SoftBank and Credit Suisse. Like, mm -hmm. he, he's just, and it's provably, it's provably shit. And it blows up every time. <laughs> and no one could stop giving him money. Right, and it seems like this is all just based on, you know, personal con connections, yeah. but also you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back, you Certainly. know, getting money to these people. Like, uh, in addition to GAM from the same piece, uh, Lex Greensill was particularly close to Vodafone's treasurer, Neil Garrod, and according to people familiar with the matter, uh, Vodafone's payables soon made up a significant chunk of the underlying assets in uh, the new fund. The new fund being, in 2016, GAM and Greensill launched the Luxembourg domicile GAM Greensill Supply Chain Finance Fund. Mm. And um, my understanding of this is they set up these various funds to just stash the bonds or the notes that they get from doing uh, reverse factoring. Is that correct? Well, it's the, the funds go to pay the suppliers. Right. right. So I have a fund. I have a fund. I'm GAM or I'm Credit Suisse. I have a fund that I need to invest. I need to get a return on an above inflation. And I say, hey, presto. Wow. I can I if I let's say I, I like Vodafone as a company by supply chain financing it. I can profit from it at both ends. Right. In theory, I can I can profit when they pay them uh, suppliers and I can profit when they're paid by customers, essentially. Um, and so you're so you're essentially say I'll take on that risk for you. Um, and, and so that, that's, wh that's what, that's what that, it's, it, against you can, you can basically securitize any expectation of income in the future. 
and so the idea of these these funds is that they'll they will get that that difference that ninety eight percent where we pay the ninety eight percent of the invoice, and then you owe us one hundred percent of the invoice um, mm-hmm. uh, 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 a Vodafone right. It's that that two percent feels like guaranteed income, and so I can I can imagine how the pitch how the pitch works. I can also you know, and you can also sort of see how. You can see how this would just sort of be seem so much like a sure thing the way they would describe it, um, and 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 you can also sort of see how it's like oh yeah we can we like Vodafone we can profit off off of that doubly Vodafone can then invest back in itself, uh, and 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 things of that nature, uh, but GAM I think is most interesting because of the relationship between uh, Lex Greensill, uh, Haywood, and then Sanjeev Gupta, I think that's the most interesting element of it for me, because. At this point, this is when we bring in. Um, uh, 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 if you want, I, again, we if we if you want to look at Gre- Greensill, I think is a worked example of two core failures of liberal approaches to financial management. Uh, the first is the is, well, or liberal approaches to sort of economic management rather. The first is that prudential regulation is easily circumvented, as I think we've pretty conclusively demonstrated. Um, and the second is that uh, if you offer subsidies for, if you want to offer subsidies to change uh, public behavior, they're going to be vacuumed up by the people who are most capable of vacuuming them up. So um, Greensill, Sanjeev Gupta, and, and Tim Haywood basically create this scheme to privatize an enormous amount of um, British government funding for uh, green energy. Uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, that were subsidies that were given out for uh, uh, green energy and sort of rebuilding the steel industry, which I, th- and I think is terribly interesting. Mm. So um, what happened, if I can launch into this, is that uh, Greensill and Gupta, and this is from the Sunday Times, uh, they devised this plan to persuade the Scottish government to guarantee a steel smelter, because the idea was that um, Sanjeev Gupta was personally going to save the British steel industry by buying it for, from Rio Tinto right. in 2016. So they basically say, okay, we're going to tell the Scottish government to guarantee a number of my of my smelters' power purchases from this hydroelectric plant for the next 25 years. So that's essentially a guaranteed purchase agreement for a set amount of time. So because that's an expectation of future money over a certain period of time, you can securitize that. So what they did was Greensill securitized that power, pur- power purchase agreement into approximately 360 million pounds worth of bonds. Uh, which would have a full value of 575 at maturity, uh, considering inflation, taking inflation into 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 amount, into account rather, um, and most of that deal was then financed by GAM, and then Moody's put them on par with UK government bo- UK government bonds <laughs> because yeah. it was guaranteed by the government, uh, and then basically this is now ha- this next thing I'm going to say has to be very carefully legally worded which is that this purchase was the subject of an allegation by Reuters that Greensill made a false statement about the Scottish government guarantee. Um, and that essentially was, the idea was to, um, and, and we don't know what the false statement was, I don't know what the false statement was offhand, but uh, so that was this sort of attempt to privatize a, a, a privatize the guarantee of this green energy thing. But that's very small time. The most interesting thing because they realized that there were all these subsidies that were flowing for green energy. So what happened is um, there were these, if you could burn, if you could make cl- green energy, this was not Scotland at this point, this is now the UK, you could um, receive subsidies down the line for it. So what Gupta did was he bought a bunch of diesel generators and he put them in shipping containers. 
Uh, these diesel generators, he said, we're going to use biodiesel, so it's going to be technically green energy. Right. And then we're going to run them 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, which if anyone listening knows anything about, about, about motors, you can't, right. especially not with, with, um, with biodiesel, which is very dirty um, in terms of like you know, clogging up motors mm-hmm. and such. So he basically just ma- – he and Gupta – so Gupta makes all of these very fanciful statements about how much power he's going to be able to provide with his with his boxes, um, and how much uh, and, and that if they're running about eighty percent of the time, they would generate five hundred million pounds in cash till twenty thirty seven, um, and that you could, and and that you know he would um, and that 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 he would be able to like guaranteed send them to the British supply them to the British government and it would also be guaranteed guaranteed subsidies. Uh, for uh, because they are renewable energy, right? So then, once again, that gets securitized and sold to GAM. Hmm. Um, but the problem is, right, is that this is all a brilliant plan. It's a brilliant plan to privatize a lot of public money. Except, once again, this is utterly fanciful because um, uh, 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 it it was not able to ever actually turn on more than a few of them. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> <clears throat> And so, and, and so, it, it ended. He ended up failing to privatize the public money simply because he wasn't good enough. He was. He wouldn't even run a good enough front business, basically, <laughs> to make it work. Um, and so every, <laughs> and so basically, he ended up causing this massive scandal at GAM, causing I believe Tim Haywood. Tim Haywood had to leave. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, he did. Yeah, T- Tim Haywood then left. But, like, for basically just making this fanciful statement about the future earning potential of these uh, biodiesel uh, generators on the basis that it would privatize an enormous amount of UK government green energy subsidy. And much, and the only thing that really you know, saved the UK from just handing over a bunch of money more or less directly to GAM in Switzerland was that the gener- none of the generators worked, basically. <laughs> 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 and it was after this. That SoftBank and Credit Suisse and becoming an official coronavirus lender and being asked to handle the like the pay of every worker in the NHS over like a, a phased period. <laughs> this happened after all of that. Incredible. Well, when you're a commander of the British Empire, they let you do anything. <laughs> <laughs>